What is going on? The world is turned upside down and we are here to turn it right side up again. We being two old guys on the back porch. I am Steve Scotch and we have Cat, that's C-A-T, operating the switchboard. Cat, what's happening? Hey, how y'all doing? We can be found on Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and Google Podcast. We can also be found on Facebook and Instagram. Today, we're going to shout out two of our listeners. One is in Dana Point, California. They're in the OC Orange County, home of many marinas and beaches. Our second listener is in Church Hill in the city of Richmond, site of St. John's Church, the spot where Patch Henry gave his Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death speech. In March 23rd, 1775. Giving y'all a shout out. All right. Alcohol, as usual, is what's brought us together today. I'm rocking the uh, Brooklyn Lager. Um, Brooklyn this, in the house, y'all. This stuff will put a buzz on you, too. I, I like to try different beers every once in a while. And sometimes you get lucky and find a good one. So, uh, Brooklyn Lager, it's brewed at 79 North 11th Street in Brooklyn, of course. So, if you see it in the store, pick it up. It's a good one. Kat, what you got? I'm rocking me the brand new White Claw Summer Edition. White Claw just came out of the whole set called Surf. Um, I've got the watermelon one right in front of me. So, if it's to brighten up your summer, there's an option. All right. Today... We're going to go back to school, and I actually need to go back to school because I didn't do too well the first time. I was, I don't know, C plus, B minus student. That's where I was. And I'm just going to say, you know, I'm glad the two of us sitting here didn't have kids in school over the last couple years having to deal with the coronavirus. um, Lord help them. that, That thing was a mess, you know. Parents were supposed to be, some of them, going to work. Instead, they were staying at home trying to uh, get their kids through school virtually. Is that what they did? Yeah, it was Zoom. Okay. Zoom Zoom. school. You know, and not everybody has a computer. Um, I guess most people might have a laptop by now, but... Not everybody has reliable internet. Yeah, we have internet out here, but it sucks, um... Whatever they had little hot spots you could go to, pack the kids up in the minivan and and go sit in a parking lot somewhere. Sit there in front of the school Wi-Fi. you're supposed to be going to, so you can do it on the computer. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, some kids have learning disabilities. You know, parents aren't trained to deal with that. Um, you know, the rules kept changing. Stay six feet apart. You got to wear a mask. You don't have a wear, have to wear a mask. It's the parents' decision to wear the mask or not. I mean, we we had protesters out here. I guess that's what you call them. I don't know. They went to Walmart and bought some poster board and some markers, and not because the kid had a project due, but because they wanted to write on the big 
poster board down with the mask or something and go down there and go across the street and yell at the school superintendents or the mayor or the governor, whoever was making the rules. I don't, I don't know. I guess you need to care about other people, not just yourself sometimes. Yeah, I mean, the, the mask was just, they were trying to protect the kids from not getting sick and, you know, it was a big hoopla about that. But anyway, you know, things have kind of gone back to normal. So, uh, you know, big props to the parents who navigated through that. Well, something that it stuck in my craw a little while back, it was in the paper kind of over and over about this banning of books. Um, you know, I don't know, something Mark Twain, he said something wrong, and it's Catcher in the Rod, or something wrong with that. Books that we were required to read when we back in my it's day. It's called American Literature. I don't know. They've removed some stuff from the schools because... Whatever, there's one or two sentences in there that offended somebody, so we got to get rid of those. I don't even know if the kids still carry books. Is everything on the lapper now or what? Some books are on the laptop. Um, my daughter, when she went to college, she they gave her the option of doing books on the laptop, but she still wanted the um, hardware kind. They sit in your hands. Now, the two of us are very nook friendly we both read books with a nook but not everybody's into that yeah speaking of books I, now this was college days you know you need a book for accounting or whatever class so you go in the college bookstore and this is you know back in my day it was 30 or more years ago the book was like 85 bucks okay they tell you if you bring it back in here in good shape we'll buy it back well, uh, you know, my books didn't get used that much back in college. So um, they were in pretty good shape <laughs> when I turned them in. And they go, uh, well, here's $15. Right, wait, wait, wait a second. I paid 85 for it, barely opened it. Yeah, $70 profit for the school. So I don't know if that ripoff's still going or not. I don't know. But, and, and speaking of money, you know... Again, this is stuff that's in the news every once in a while. It's usually in the city area. The school, they found asbestos or mold, or it's just basically fallen to the ground, so we're just going to condemn another school. Where is the Virginia lottery money that was supposed to go to fixing up these schools around here? Where did that money go? I, did I it all go to the colleges? Is it, you know, sitting there on UVA's new football field? I mean... I don't know. Hell, the high school that our kids went to out here, I'm not going to name it. Uh, it's called Patrick Henry High School. Every time it rained over there, they had buckets up and down the hallway because the roof leaked. I'm like, you know, why don't y'all fix the roof? Well, you know, instead of getting a new roof, we'll just go, go to the hardware store and get some new buckets and just put those. I mean, come on. That, that's unacceptable, you know. The schools around here, they're also running out of tea. They have no teachers. They have no bus drivers. They're, they're begging for anything, which is a sad commentary on our society these days, that people don't want to work for the school system. Um, we had a friend of ours. He was a vice principal at a school out here. And 
was offered the principal position, but he, he turned it down because he said he couldn't take all the bitching and complaining from the parents. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know who'd want to be a teacher these days anyway. I mean, if you can't say this, you can't say that, uh, you know, you can't say a prayer, the pledge, pledge of allegiance. I don't know if they got rid of that. I, I don't know. Um, the kids are just totally disrespectful to the teachers, you know, and then, you know, and instead well, of, that just goes back to home training, how you brought your child up. Right. I mean, instead of the parents, you know, taking them home and beating their ass for talking trash to the teacher, they take up for the kid. Oh, yeah, Joey didn't do that. He'd never say anything bad to the teacher. I know he did. Well, that's why, you know, the kid's in the shape he's in now. I mean, these kids are little a-holes because they learned it from their a-hole parents. I mean, the, the bus driver, I mean, Lord knows the abuse they take. I don't know. I, I thought about trying out for that gig, but it, it probably wouldn't have worked out, you know. The first time one of those brats opened his mouth up to me, it wouldn't go well. <laughs> so I mean, you're uh, you, you're fired. You, you have little patience. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, you know, here's another problem. This is in the news too. Every once in a while, is we're gonna some punk's gonna bring a gun to school. I, I don't know how stupid you have to be to do that. And again, you know, where's the parenting at? I mean, I say if the punk brings a gun to school, there's no more school for you. Okay, straight to juvie. You go to juvenile jail, and you're going to sit there until you're 18. And then it's straight into the military for you. That's where you're going. You like toting a gun so much. Have him tote one around for a good cause. But I mean, be protecting you know, the country. Remember when we went to school? And you would, you know, everybody would know there was going to be a big fight or there were whispers right. that something's going to go down. And then, the, you know, it would be a physical fight. Right. Which I, 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 don't, I don't condone, but I'd rather have that than, you know, I'd rather there be a physical fight than to, you know, someone bring a gun and blow away half of the student population. Well, the school should be a safe place to go. You know, you, you shouldn't have to worry when you put your kids on the bus if they're going to make it home or not. Like, now, back in my day, they would suspend you if you did not go by the rules. Now, usually the ones that were misbehaving and breaking the rules, they didn't want to be there anyway. Right. So giving them two or three days off was not a punishment. They were like, yay. So then they started this thing called in-school suspension. Now, unfortunately, I know all about that. <laughs> so it was like a one-room jail cell, and you and the other losers are sitting in there, and they would have, like, the teacher's aides, uh, the, the kiss asses, would, would bring your, your work, you know, so you could do your schoolwork school while you were in there and try to keep up. So I would just, I didn't mind it because I would just blast on through it in like two, two and a half hours. And then we got to go to lunch and, you know, they let us go to the cafeteria, but we had to sit 
over at the in-school suspension cafeteria table, you know, so all the other kids could look across there and like oh, make fun yeah. of you. And go, they, look, there's all the inmates over there. You don't want to be over there with Johnson. And then we go back to the to the one room jail, and and then I just put my head down and nod it and just nap it out till bus till it's time <laughs> to get on the bus. And I really didn't mind it. Oh, but, that's a sad, sad. And situation. I mean, speaking of the buses, okay, here's something. Why are the kids not standing out there waiting for the bus? I've seen this over and over again. You're you're trying to get to work, and you have the misfortune of getting behind a school bus. And God knows if you go around one of these things or go past them with that little sign out there, you're going to jail now. They're not, not play, they're not playing around. And I understand they're protecting the kids. I, I got that. But this is what happens now. They stop in front of the house. There's no kid there waiting for the bus. You look up at the front door of the house, and there's mom putting on his coat and putting on his hat and putting on his book bag and all this shit, and, and, and getting him out the door. Well, then the bus goes up like two houses down and stops again. And here goes the same dog and pony show again. There's no kid out there. Mom's at the door, putting the coat on Sally, the hat on, the book, all that. And then she comes trotting out. I'm like, um... Why don't they get their tail out there? I mean, to me, that's bullshit. I mean, you're sitting there holding up everybody's day because your kid doesn't want to sit out there for 10 minutes, you know, because it's too hot or it's too cold or whatever it is. I mean, and the other thing is, if you're picking up five kids on one block, why can't all their little tails all meet down on the corner? One stop, get on the bus and get moving. That's how our kids did it. I don't know. Back in my day, if your ass wasn't standing out there when she came through, there was no bus ride for you. You didn't get a free ride to school. She didn't stop, open the door, blow the horn. None of that. She just left your ass. That was it. But anyway, again, big props to the parents out there who navigated their kids through the pandemic school era. Hopefully we can get things back to normal. Whatever that is. All right, let's roll right into one tough son of a bitch. All right, today it is Louis Chesty Puller. Born in 1898. He passed away in 1971 at age 73 from West Point, Virginia. Okay, most decorated Marine in American history. The most decorated Marine in American history, Chesty Puller. 37 years of service in the Marine Corps. Did his boot camp, Paris Island in South Carolina. I'm not going through all his accolades. We could be here for hours. Uh, led our troops in World War II at Guadalcanal. He made one quick decision out there that saved three of his companies. Saved a lot of men's lives by being smart, and he was awarded his third Navy Cross uh, for his mission there. He led his men into the Korean War in 1950, was awarded the Silver Star Medal, which I believe is presented to the recipient by the sitting president of the United States. Now, there's a road called Route 33, and it's a road that two old guys on the back porch know very well. It's in Middlesex County, Virginia. And it's named after Mr. Puller. Uh, one day we were just going down the road and I saw his name on the sign and that's what kind of got me interested. Like, who is this guy? 
And actually, he's buried right off the side of Route 33 at Christ Church, which is a school, and, and there's a little church right there, and he's buried right there. Why did they call him Chesty? Because when he stood, he stuck his chest out. It was, you know, Marine, okay? Stand up straight, shoulders broad, chest sticking out, chesty puller. The, also, chesty's another way of saying cocky, too. I, I believe he was. Okay. He had a right to be. I don't really, I don't n normally like cocky people, but that man had a right. And chesty puller, he was one tough son of a bitch. All right. Today, the cocktail of the week is going to be the bee's knees. This is a prohibition era cocktail. Back in the 1920s, you know, the bee's knees was like a popular slang used to call something outstanding or excellent. Like the, the cat's meow. Yeah. It's, it was a good thing. You're the bee's knees. All right. Frank Mir created this drink in Paris in the 1920s. It's the sort Hotel of like a, Ritz. Yeah, it's kind of like a gin sour, which is a gin sour is gin, lemon juice, and sugar. The bee's knees that we have today looks like Kat's made us a couple is gin, lemon juice, and honey. And I guess Frank probably used the honey to mask that horrible gin that people had to drink during the Prohibition era. Bathtub gin, that would be a no, but hey. They had to do what they could do. All right, this is how it goes. This one is a shaker. So you get your shaker full of ice, two ounces of gin, three quarters of an ounce of fresh lemon juice, and a half ounce of honey. Uh, get those in your shaker. Shake the shit out of it. Pour it in a cocktail glass, and bam, there's your bee's knees. And an easier way to do the honey is to make a honey syrup. You do equal parts honey, like a half a cup of honey, half a cup of water. Boil it together, and you make a syrup just like you do with a simple syrup. Just easier to put into the drink. Right. All right, let's take a sip, see what we got. Looks good. Like it? Mm-hmm. All right, let me try. Hmm. That's pretty good. Not bad. I could do I could do three or four of those. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Kat. You're there welcome. we go. It's the bee's knees. Give it a go. Today we were bumpered in by Adele, who has many names. Lori, Blue, Atkins. Uh, you got any other names for her? I have her name as it is, it is, what am I looking for? Here, right. here it is, Adele Lori Blue Atkins. Okay, there we go. So we just go with Adele, 33 years old now, from Tottenham, London, England. And she is a Hotspur fan. Which, Hurricane! If you uh, follow the Premier League like we do, then you know what that is. Hurricane! All right, 15 Grammys, and there'll be more to come. Nine Brit Awards. I mean, this lady can sing her ass off. 120 million records sold. Do you, do you have a favorite Adele song, Steve? I just, when she first came out, I liked Chasing Pavements. 
I thought that was a really great song when she first came out the gate. Now, her, her new album, I don't know if it's new at this point. I guess it came out the end of last year. It's all the buzz around here. You know, she's got a new look, too. Lost a lot of weight. Um, to me, just a beautiful lady either way. Um, you know, you can't hide talent, and, and she's got it. Now, I did buy the wifey the new album on compact disc. That's a CD oh, God. for Christmas. Geezer. Geezer One is... just to be made fun of because I still play CDs, and two to check the album out. The song "Easy on Me" is right. that what it's called? That's on the radio and MTV every five seconds. They even did a country version, like I think supposedly. Uh, Chris Stapleton or somebody's on it, even though you can't hear him sing one word of the song. He supposedly, they just threw his name on there so they could put it on the country station. It's a great song. Um, it's just Adele's voice and a piano. It, that's that's all I hear. And uh, it's, it's very good. Now, if I had to review the rest of the album, it wouldn't go well. There, there's maybe two other songs on it that are okay. One of them's already get, got a video on MTV now. But overall, no. Um, and she'll probably win another Grammy for it. But there's one song on there that kind of irks me. It's, it's, she's talking. It's like she's talking to her kid, like, uh, sorry, mommy's having a bad day today, and I don't have an English accent. Oh, um, my gosh. You know, I'm going to have to get my coffee and go sit on the back porch and work out my thoughts and be be with myself. It's kind of weird. It's I know it's on there because mental health has been a big issue the last couple years and it's just eh, it's a no for me. She, she tried to do a residency in Vegas. It didn't work out because the scenery wouldn't show up and some of the band had COVID and she tried her best to try and pull that off. Oh well. Anyway. I'm, sh I'm sure she'll get around. She'll get another chance to do that. I'm sure Vegas is ready to put more money in her hands. So. I'm sure everybody you got to remember, she also has a Oscar and a Golden Globe for Skyfall, huh. the song. All so, right. Good Very talented lady. Yes, we love Adele. Wherever you get your music, check her out. All right, we want to thank Kat for being Kat, and we want to thank all y'all for listening. And we will see you down the road. See ya.